Hello all, thank you for checking out the Gaming News Power Power, brought to you by Take the Studios. On today's show, we go through all of the shows for E3 and give Gaming Santa our wish list. And he better deliver, or my parents don't love me. tuning in let's introduce ourselves my name is spencer i'm dylan and i'm hannah yeah uh we like to start every podcast with an icebreaker it's always the same one and it's hey y'all what you playing please don't sue us ashley birch's father well i have not been playing idol champions uh for first week in like a year and a half i know i know but i have been playing heavily modded Skyrim Special Edition. Um, yep. So that's been taking up most of my time. But I also played a little bit of Oblivion, um, just as a palate cleanser. Um, <laughs> you palate cleanse Bethesda games with Bethesda games. Oblivion and Skyrim are two completely different games. Sure. Okay. I played a little bit more of The Witcher 3 in the middle of that, too. Um, you, not- you haven't really played Oblivion, though, right? Well, okay, so according according to Steam, I've played it for 93 hours. But Steam's kind of a lying bitch. Uh, and in all honesty, I've never... Let's see, I'm trying to think what mission I've actually done. <laughs> I, I have never gotten past... Okay, you know how, how Patrick Stewart tells you to go see Joffrey at Wayne and Priory? <laughs> Yes. I've been there. Okay, have you made it past that? No, never. No. Why not? Uh, because I think Oblivion's really repetitive. Like, a lot of the dungeons seem exactly the same. And, like, by the time I played Oblivion, it was kind of already... Dated. Past. Yeah, it was. it was already, like... Because, like, okay, so... I played I played Morrowind back in the day, and I didn't like Oblivion because I thought it wasn't as good as Morrowind. Um, I, I think that's actually unfair. I think Oblivion's like a really good RPG in general. Um, it's just hard to play now because of the controls and stuff. My favorite Elder Scrolls besides Skyrim is actually um, Elder Scrolls Daggerfall, the second one. The old DOS one. I actually love that game. Um, especially like the intro cinematic is like one of the coolest things that I feel is like has ever been done in a game. It's just so cool and creepy and stuff like that. And I would say the guy that plays Emperor uh, Uriel Septim in the that trailer, he's actually a lot cooler than Patrick Stewart. And I would have rather have had him because his look and his voice and everything is just pretty haunting and cool. Um, but like, okay, so when I play an RPG, like. There's, like, a balance I want between, like, complication and, like, fun to dive into and stuff. And Oblivion just didn't hit that for me. And I think a lot of it was I like doing archery in RPG games. And archery in Oblivion is weird. It's because, awful, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not very good. So, like, I think the magic casting system is actually slightly better in it in some aspects. Um, because of the quick cast ability... I think that's something that they needed in Skyrim that would have been cool to, if you had, like, 
what they what you call like quick cast spells to where you could be holding your sword or whatever and then take your hand off real quick and like you know throw a fireball or something without having to actually swap over to it so that's one thing that i do think is better in oblivion i like the tone and stuff like that but the biggest problem with it is i love modding um (laughs) and for whatever reason sometimes i can start up oblivion everything's fine i can you know throw like 20 mods on there it all works everything's great um i'll play for hours and hours and be like oh this is fun and you know take a couple screenshots all that kind of stuff uh and then the very next time i go to launch it and it doesn't launch and i take off all the mods and it doesn't launch (laughs) and i'm like well um what do i do It's a great game, and I know I know that you really like it. It's is it one of is? Do you think it's your favorite Elder Scrolls? Oh yeah, easily. Whoa! So like hot take. Yeah, and I I know it's good. Like I said, I know it's good. I just I I unfortunately did not get on the boat until too late, and like I said, the, the crashing is the thing. So my ninety three hours have been several different sessions where I can only play the first time, but I can never load another like save. And I've tried it. I've tried it vanilla. Vanilla does that to me too. I don't know if it's because of something with Windows 10, um, and like how old the game is, or something like that. But it's weird because I can literally play Morrowind like at any point. But playing Morrowind now is really hard. Yeah, I've tried to. I just can't. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Um, so it's it's just one of those things, I guess. But I've also been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy 14. Uh, and I've been playing um, Neverwinter, the old uh, D&D 4th edition MMO uh, that came out. Um, so that's been kind of fun. They added the like a Curse of Strahd, like Ravenloft expansion to it and stuff like that. So yeah, that's some screen... I just uploaded some screenshots for us uh, so they could kind of see what the Oblivion looked like for me when I was playing. Neat. Yeah. Um... Uh, all right, uh, I've seen every one of you, including Josh, playing Skyrim. So, Dylan, I know you've been playing Skyrim. Yeah, I want to say heavily modded, but then I look at H- Hannah's with oh, like yeah. 400 mods, and it's just like uh, four. Eight, let me see. I want to get you an exact count real quick, just to be Hannah fair. has a problem. All right, let's let's not encourage this. Um, 491. <laughs> she no, needs to be stopped. No, I don't have a problem. Everybody who doesn't have that many has a problem. Skyrim Special Edition is the perfect game. All it took was like a 106 gig patch, and it's perfect now. Okay, first off, Dylan's over there downloading more mods as we speak, just because <laughs> you've been say, saying stuff about them. It's like, well, it's like a drug, and he's he's trying to not do as many of them, and then you keep talking about it, and he just wants it more. Well, okay, so. So here's the thing. I've done the impossible somehow, and I don't I don't know how how I managed to do it. So I ha- I have 491 mods. I had to use bash patches and to get the ESPs down to 255 because the game will not launch with more than 255. Except <sighs> that it will. Cuz I get it to launch right now and I have 258. So uh... I am a witch. Come on, man. (laughs) So, uh, 
Dylan, what else have you been playing besides Skyrim with your too many mods? Um, well, is a hundred? I guess it is a hundred too many. No, that's I mean, like a acceptable amount. Okay. That's like <laughs> that's like vanilla with a little chocolate syrup on it. That's like the same. Oh, come Don't on! Listen now. to her. <laughs> what else you been playing? And you're just over there with a Sunday. Yeah. No, he doesn't have a Sunday. No, no. You don't have a Sunday. You don't have... You You have the Sunday. She has an entire 32 Degrees. An entire Baskin-Robbins. <laughs> like, you have a Sunday. 100 is a Sunday. 491? Stop. Uh, Stop. I, I, I do not have the most that I've ever seen. Uh, there is a person on Reddit uh, uh, that I've talked to before that had... 700 and something. We're full some of absolute, degenerates. There's some absolute legend out there that in classic 32-bit Skyrim, not special edition, had 800 plus. It could, and, yeah, it could be worse. My addiction could be worse. Yeah, it could yes. be like... It could be like something weird, like you're addicted to liking EA games or something fucked up like that. Yeah, Dylan. I... We know you're part EA. of a, Yeah, I'm actually in the D.A.R.E. program against EA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What, what you... did D.A.R.E. really stand for? Because I always thought it was drugs are really expensive. But then as I got older, I realized that was a joke that people were saying that that's not really what it means. I really, I don't I don't even know. Oh, well, I mean, obviously at the end, are we both searching for it? Drug Abuse Resistance Education. Well, that's that's not an acronym. That's an initialism. That's four separate. That's lame. Yeah, it's lame. Well, drugs are drugs are really expensive. Is way funnier. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. Um, I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen, same as last week. If whenever I sit down at my computer, that is what I'm gonna play. Except for when I hopped onto Seven Days to Die, I loved it. If I do decide to do gameplay on this YouTube version instead of a stagnant image, um, I'm going to put the Seven Days uh, footage that I got. And I believe it's two seventh days. I believe it's fourteen and twenty one. I recorded both of those, and good God. We got so wrecked on day 14. It was just the worst. It was just the worst. And it was the worst. I'm just, if, if you see it go on sale on Steam and you have friends that want to play it, totally get 7 Days to Die. It's super fun with friends. By yourself, it's super unfun. So don't get it if you don't have friends that want to play it. Um, <laughs> I, I've also been, of course, doing the Octopath Diet. Uh, actually, I got really... Really frustrated Octopath in between chapters 2 and 3 for everybody because there's so much grinding that I switched to an indie game I had called Flipping Death. Anyone that's played uh, Stick It to the Man, they've, they've... I've heard that about the game. I've heard that it's fun, but there's more grinding than a uh, teen nightclub in Destin on a Saturday night. Oh, yeah, on Octopath? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but Flipping Death has been fun, whereas Octopath... Got not so fun in between. I'll get back to it. I'm just going to have to give it up for a few months. Um, also, I've been playing Starlink because they added all the Star Fox characters. And I waited to play it. And man, I stopped playing it as soon as I saw the update. Like when they announced it months ago in Snow Direct. And I had played so much of it with Star Fox. And I was I was like, hey, I, I've leveled up everything. I'm just going to keep playing because Star Fox is my favorite. Now I can switch to the other characters and level them up. Loving it. Great. Also, 
played a lot of Mario Kart Mobile on my phone. Super fun. And I'm super good at it. I have yet to lose a race. Never so lost. Slippy, Slippy's a toad, not a frog, right? Right. Slippy toad. Okay, cool. Um, Falco's a falcon. Well, Peppy is a hare. <laughs> because he couldn't be here, I want to talk about what Josh has been playing. And uh. Josh has been playing with our emotions. So, you know. <laughs> fuck you. Thank you As for joining well, that's that's good. That's a good. Let's go ahead and end our icebreaker with what Hannah just said about Josh fighting words. So we'll move on to everyone's favorite way to get the gaming news with the ninety-nine seconds. It's the gaming news rundown. Mortal Kombat Season Pass detailed including Shang Tsung and teasing Ash from Evil Dead. Groovy. Pokemon Sword and Shield had a direct and showed off tons of new features including 4 player online co-op. Y'all ready for my zigzagoon? Ubisoft confirms Watch Dogs Legions and apparently plays an NPC. Yes, my Wrench cosplay is still relevant. Rocksteady will not show a new game for E3. Yay, no Bat Tank. Fallout 76 has a Battle Royale mode in the Nuclear Winter game mode. Square Enix will show off Marvel's Avengers at E3. Let's hope it's actually decent. Death Stranding has a great cast list and a release date this November until it's delayed. Speaking of delayed, the universally loved Sonic the Hedgehog movie has been delayed until February 2020. Sad face. On the flip side, the success of Detective Pikachu's $360 million success has prompted a new game and possible re-release for the Switch. The Oya will officially set down on June 25th. Press F right now. Speaking of dead things, Dead Island is apparently not shelved yet, according to THQ Nordic, the same publisher who says they have 80 projects going on. Laughs and repeated failed mistakes. Speaking of mistakes, EA will kick off their E3 presentation with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Bold move to go downhill from the beginning of the presentation. Free-to-play Monster Hunter-inspired game Dauntless has 6 million players in the first week. Is that impressive for a free game? Cadence of Hyrule Necromancer Zelda spinoff released this week and will, well, was supposed to release this week and it was supposed to air, usher in the era of indies working on established IPs. Apparently the Uplay store may have leaked plans for an Ubisoft pass. The, uh, that would be keep providing value. Older games would need a subscription package. Riot and their employees keep feuding. Now a petition for the board of directors has been written. Cool. I had one well. left. I didn't get to mm. I had one left. Uh, well, that's too bad. I guess uh, the fans will never hear about it. I guess they won't hear about the, the face of the Overwatch League leaving for Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Too bad. <clears throat> Wait, so the Mortal... for... does Fortnite have esports? I thought it was just a streaming game. Uh, it's gonna have esports. Apparently, they've had tournaments and stuff like million dollar prizes. But don't they have like super unbalanced weapons that can like drop? Um, they usually try to pull those if they find anything that's unbalanced. So they're actually pretty good about their game. It's a good quality game. I don't like it, but I know it's good quality. Like I've played it enough to know that. Well, I've heard a lot of people say Fortnite's good, but it's no Apex. Uh speaking of dead battle royales. Apex they lost so many players so quickly they lost them more quickly than Anthem did Ooh. Um, so that hurts, the... that hurts. <laughs> Anthem looks like garbage from the get go uh, Mortal Kombat season pass we all knew Shang Tsung was coming because he was a pre-order bonus but if you listen to the end of that what yeah. what he, he wasn't pre-order bonus what was he uh, I think they just announced him at the conference. Okay, yeah, he was... 
Shao, Shao Kahn was a pre-order bonus. Yeah, for GameStop, that's right. right? Yeah, yeah, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn. I got you. Sorry. I didn't pre-order. I don't pre-order anything, so I didn't know. Um, but my favorite part was at the end of that uh, reveal for the season pass where you just heard the chainsaw. And then you go to Twitter, and uh, then Bruce Campbell's tweeting about Mortal Kombat, and everything everything in my life is great because he just got added to uh, Dead by Daylight, and now he's added to Mortal Kombat. And Ash is back, baby. He's only been gone a year since they canceled his show. But when are we gonna get a um, HD remake of uh, Fistful of Boomstick? Oh, my favorite! Ah, I love that game. <laughs> I would, I would love that so much. Like, I really would. Yeah. Uh, also, Evil Dead Regeneration. Uh, I would just want Ted Raimi to be your little sidekick again. The little it was too perfect. Yes, yes. So funny. Um. Pokemon Sword and Shields Direct was actually really hella cool. They had so much more stuff than the joke I made about online co-op, which is a real thing. Um, Sword and Shield, they had this really nice mix of randomized battles, and there are certain areas where you see all the Pokemon, so it feels alive. It, they did really good with what I saw. Hmm. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion has me excited, because the, the rumor is... Is that you play as NPCs around uh, almost dystopian London? So um, that would be cool. I would really love it if it was a game really focused on the online component. Because I've gotten two really good stories, but if it's not Watch Dogs Three, I'd really love this to be a spinoff that's more online focused than story focused. Like, I want my my spinoffs to be a completely different experience. I don't want my spinoffs to just talk about the same universe and just different characters. That's what the damn sequels are for. So that's what I like. That's what I want. Death Stranding looks fun. I've heard it. I've heard it compared to like a mailman simulator where you're just delivering stuff to everybody. So we'll see. I didn't think Bethesda made it. <laughs> um, Sonic the Hedgehog being delayed. I know we're all really sad about that. <laughs> Correct. No, I, I'm I'm sad so it got sad. delayed and not fucking canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I really don't see it doing that well because of the initial response. But me and me and Josh, which I wish he was here to talk about it, but we we finally saw Detective Pikachu, and oh my god, it's so good. If you're a big Pokemon fan, you'll enjoy it more because there's so many references in there and so many just things all around. But even if you've just played Pokemon Go, it is super fun and super cool to see all of this happen. And Ryan Reynolds is great as Pikachu and it becomes more great the further you get into the movie. Um, Man. Oh, man. It's just so good. There's a lot of funny stuff going down. And uh, there was plenty of the humor that was not for kids and it wasn't even like subtle like in a Disney movie where it's like oh parents will get that but kids won't no they just blatantly made a sex joke um, and and a masturbation joke in the same sentence and I was like oh this is great this this won't happen in a regular Pokemon movie it, it should though why not yeah yeah it should um, uh, the Oya I remember when they were offering to pay you God, what was it? It was some kind of crazy amount. They were willing to give... Oh, they had a million dollars they were given to random developers that wanted to um, that wanted to develop for their system. Like They were throwing away money 
for anyone and everyone to develop something for the Oya, and they only had to be Oya exclusive for like 12 months. You know what? Okay, so you know what I think would be really funny with, with them shutting down? What? If, if, uh, if uh, Epic gets some all his exclusives to their store. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, Oya really hasn't been active in a long time, and when we were developing uh, Summer Break, um, Beans in the Box Summer, Summer Break, um, that Oya... That was that was actually on the discussion. Like that was a part of the discussion. Like they, even if we get, don't even get the full amount, like we'll get thousands to develop this. It's crazy. Like, yeah, that I mean, it's it sucks because it's like you want somebody. Like you always want people who aren't. Uh, like how do how do I say this? I, I always want to root for an underdog. Yeah. But <laughs> there's a difference in rooting for an underdog and just knowing something ain't going to happen, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was never going to take off. But it's okay, it's okay. It was, not, it was not meant for them, but they did make a good run. They made a run as an, a very indie company, and that is that's great. But... For what they offered that you can replicate on an Amazon Fire TV or an, or, or an Apple TV or something like that, it, they just they they came at the exact same time that everyone else was going to come at at them too. So it's unfortunate. Um, the UPlay Store leaking an Ubisoft pass, one more subscription service. But I do I do like EA as long as they would put out a good game. I like the idea EA has, and I would like for Ubisoft to copy that. What, a, what about something like an Activision Pass or something like Activision Blizzard Pass? Because like I don't think they put you, out enough games to be worth it. Well, think about how much is Warcraft a month? A what? Fifteen? Fifteen. Yeah. So say what if they made it a bargain? Like nine ninety nine got you Warcraft and everything that they have. You could play Call of Duty, you could play Overwatch. Why would they make you know it cheaper? Why would I feel like if it's fifteen to play WoW, then it would easily have to be twenty, twenty five to do WoW and then some. Do you think WoW's worth fifteen dollars a month? Millions of people not do, now. so they're not worried about I'm like, not asking about millions of people, Spencer. I'm asking about you. No, everything Activision Blizzard does bores me. Uh, Overwatch, WoW, their entire like Diablo, I'm not a fan of any of it. So here's the thing: you start off with a. So since I, I realized I couldn't beat these capital leeches at their you know own game, then I'm going to join them. So here's what you do: you give this good introductory price. So people who hop on the bandwagon early within the first six months, and you're a uh, Activision Pass member, you get it for nine ninety nine a month, and you get everything. You don't want to miss out, do you? Because it'll be five extra dollars a month just for one game in the future. So see, you market it like that. That way you get a bunch of people on your streaming service. They start playing Overwatch. They start playing Call of Duty, all the other games. Then you get them hooked on the loot boxes. Next thing, you're making money hand over fucking fist. They're buying mounts in World of Warcraft now because they're you know getting to play it and Overwatch and stuff. It's it's a brilliant strategy. Uh, Bobby Kotick, um, just mail me a check, okay? I mean, I guess that's that's a good theory, yeah. I don't really have any numbers on the translation between like getting a subscription cheaper and them actually spending money 
in the game. Oh, no. You see, it's not about the subscription. It's about the fear of missing out, which is what people market things on now. That is true. The FOMO. Yep. Fear which... of missing out is a big fucker in the, uh, first... the video game industry. <laughs> I was talking about wanting to play a game, and I really wanted to get it at launch, and someone said, oh, you got that FOMO. And I was like, what'd you just call me? I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> well, it's, it's some people accuse uh, Marvel Studios... Uh, as well as like HBO and Game of Thrones and stuff like that for it, of almost breeding spoiler <laughs> culture. Like they propagate this stuff like, oh, you better go see it the opening weekend. You wouldn't want to get spoiled now, would you? Oh, that would be bad. You don't want to get spoiled. Well, so you better, blatantly, go, you better go spend all that money. Marvel blatantly tells people not to spoil stuff, though. And yet things leaked anyway, amazingly. Well, just because people are assholes. They can't really help that at Marvel, that's actually, I mean, that's everything. Um, the, and the more we read these articles on the spoilers, the more the, the people that run the websites know it's 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 for money. It's oh, yeah. all for money. I'm just saying the whole culture's developed around don't get spoiled, you got to experience it yourself, uh, fear of missing out, all that kind of stuff. So now it would be, oh, the first six months, you know, we're... We're doing it for nine ninety nine. You know, after that, it goes up to twenty dollars or whatever. So don't miss out. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an idea. That is an idea that could work. That could work. But Ubisoft's, I don't know how those are going to work. When you looked at um, when you look at EA's pass, they have a lot of games that they don't even make. They just have it on their pass, and it really helps pad their numbers. So we'll see. We'll see how that works. Uh, is there any other news topic you guys want to talk about before we move on to our one and only topic that covers like seven topics? Anything? No, thanks. Sweet. News topic. No. All right. That means we're going to move on to our first and only topic, our E3 wish lists. That means we're going to go through EA's conference, Microsoft's conference, Bethesda's conference, Ubisoft's conference, the PC conference, Square Enix conference, and Nintendo's conference. I added the PC conference in there at the at the requirements, basically, of Hannah, um, yeah, because absolutely. They've they've always had a lackluster conference, but this year they could be unveiling a couple of really cool games. I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a game that could be shown elsewhere, but I'm gonna give it to them. All right, so we're gonna start with EA, which will be Saturday, June 8th. Um, they'll be the first conference up. They're gonna set the stage for E3, and man, that stage is flat on the ground. Um, so does anyone have any predictions for EA? Dylan, I bet you have amazing predictions for EA. I just, <clears throat> I just want them to embarrass themselves. <laughs> what? We're a positive podcast. You can't do that. That's like, that's like wishing the sun would rise in the morning. <laughs> hey, one day. Yeah, one... but I, I want like another Ridge Racer. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I, I hope to see two grown men sitting down with phones, competitively playing a Command & Cocker game against each other. Because I know Dylan would love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I actually want... You know, Command & Conquer is definitely a mobile experience. Um, nobody really played Command & Conquer until it was on mobile. That's the real experience, right, Dylan? That's true. That's, that's, that is true. That was my first experience with the one. Um, oh, not goodness. not a fake story. That's a true story. Uh, <laughs> so I um, 
Alright, I want a good version of Madden. I recently watched a video on YouTube that had... Oh, man. It was a it was a whole video, 20 minutes, dedicated to the fall of Madden, which started 15 years ago. And it shows how every year they've cut out more and more game features and modes. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to play Madden. Oh, yeah, I remember when they used to do this. And it's like every two or three years, I'll dip my toes back into the Madden pool, and I'll be like, nah, nah, sun hasn't even hit this. This is too cold shrinkage. And um, I just, oof. I hate the way the Madden franchise is. I want someone else to take over it. I, I just, I, I hate it. And Madden fanboys, because there are Madden fanboys, I know one in real life, and it's crazy. I'm like, you really? I don't get allegiances to any company that sells you anything anyways. But Madden is the worst. And they they, they knew I liked 2K, 2K, NBA 2K, which I only buy it every other year. Um, so I didn't buy this this year's because I hate Giannis. I bought last year's because I love the Celtics. Anyway, so they try to come like they tried to bring up the microtransactions in NBA, and I was like, you mean also all the story modes and all the offline modes and all the online modes and how you can just live your life. You can live your life in retirement if you create your player. You can just go out and street hoops. You can. The, there's so many things you can do. You can get like you can work your way to get sneaker contracts, and you can just do so much in that game. And it was in the video I watched too, and I was like, "Oh man, that's great!" I brought up so many things against them, and I said, "Oh yeah, microtransactions. You mean your your all Madden teams? Like the only point to the new Madden games is all Madden that you spend all this money on? Madden sucks. I just want a good version of Madden. Rant about Madden over." Sorry. That's uh, interesting. All I want is two things from EA. I want them to bring the NHL franchise back to PC for once. Yeah. Okay. And then announce that will be their last game and that they're shutting down. But <laughs> <laughs> be- Before we move on, I wish I would have ended on the shutting down. That's great. I forgot to mention Mass Effect Andromeda sequel. I really want one of them. Done by Bioware. Not just overseen by Bioware, but actually developed by Bioware proper. And uh, I want a Simpsons Hit and Run sequel. It's been 15 years, guys. 15 years from EA. I've waited for a good version of Madden and a Simpsons, Simpsons Hit and Run sequel. Uh, is that a show still? Uh, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Oh, and I, and I wow. was thinking, since EA has a goody-goody Disney contract with their Star Wars stuff, it's like, well, the Simpsons are owned by Disney now. Get that goody goody crap over there and make a hit and run game because hit and run was probably the best TV show to video game adaptation I've ever seen it was great great still holds up I still play it every now and then alright so we move on to Sunday June 9th Microsoft the Xbox company um, the house that Halo built Xbox that is um, Let's. who has predictions for Microsoft all I want is them to announce the full PC library for everything that's been on Xbox. I just want to be able to play all the Halos, including Halo Reach specifically. Oh yeah, already. Halo Reach. I want them. I want them to do that whole announcement to E3 about, oh yeah, it's this and this and this, and you can play Halo Reach right now. And then you know that would be a thing. That stuff is that's so it. hokey, but I do love it. I love it when they do I, that. That's that's all I want from Microsoft. You know. What I was you... going to say that actually. The same thing. I would like, I would, yeah, I would like to play Halo again. Hey, so I don't really like playing online. Um, I would definitely play some griffball and stuff with uh, with you fellas 
on uh, some reach. Zombie, oh, awesome. zombie. Yeah, zombie, that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, Halo Reach is good, and um, uh, it's got Nathan Fillion, so that's enough to make it one of the best <laughs> Halo games. Halo Reach is great. I didn't really play it till Hannah really told me how good it was, and I was like, okay, let me try this out. And it's so different. It's so cool. Oh man, it's so fun. Yeah, I uh, Halo Reach, Halo ODST. Oh, ODST, that's are... what I was thinking about. Yeah, Reach I actually um, played too. Yeah, Reach I played too, but ODST is the one I'm thinking of. That's what I want to play. I, I think Reach and ODST are the best Halos, and I'll like defend that True. point. I played through, um, I actually made it the, through the, the next whole story one of Reach. after that being Halo 2. Yeah. Halo 3, okay, they're all good. Well, up until Halo 4. Yeah. No, they didn't make past the third one. Master Chief uh, was stuck out in space with Cortana. Yeah, he never, he never did anything after that. Yeah, no, that was the end. That was then, the end. Uh, you're, you're right. Then, then all they did was they remastered the first and second one after that. But that's it. That's the only Halo games, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. You're right. Okay. Good job, Hannah. Um, I, you I know what? In that world. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy. We all three had the same want. Like, three out of three, 100%. Make it happen, Microsoft. I want Xbox Live and the Game Pass to be extended to the PC and Switch. Because it's a it's a internet-based service. It just makes sense that you could do that. Um, and the Game Pass on the Switch kind of coincides with, I think they're going to have a couple of different models announced. I don't want that, but I feel like that is going to happen, which is good for people that haven't jumped onto the Switch bandwagon, but we've seen them do this before, and they really don't exclude a whole lot. So Xbox Live and Game Pass to PC and Switch would be fantastic. I want them to make Fable interesting if they do show a Fable 4, because God, that franchise has bored me. Um, it's like... You don't, you don't like the one where you ride in the back of a horse cart? <laughs> what was that fable three i didn't even play that oh man um, i love called, fable but i didn't Fa- fable journey was that fable fable journey is that what that was called the connect version god yeah. save us yes oh i hope they come out with a connect two. ah <laughs> uh, shut yeah. up just so, I, just so i have something to laugh about so man, everyone you, asked you remember for. a couple years ago when they said, oh yeah, you'll have to have online and everybody freaked out like, oh, what if I don't have the internet and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then now how, how stupid that sounds. You stupid redneck. Um, that was my con super new Sapone, uh, from King of the Hill voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fable has always been like an indie version of Skyrim to me or Elder Scrolls. Uh, so yeah, I, I never really liked Fable. I'd like for them to make it interesting. Um, also, final thing, and this is a crossover, and I think it's a crossover that could work and probably would happen. They'd probably both make it happen. I want a Banjo-Kazooie trailer for a new Banjo-Kazooie game, and it actually doubles as a Smash Brothers announcement. Okay. Ah! Ban- Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. I fucking love that game. And, okay, I thought you were about to start trashing Banjo Kazooie because I was gonna be like, "No, I fucking hold up, love no, no, no." It's I'm the only one who doesn't like Banjo Kazooie, but I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna hop on the hate train. But I believe okay. this could happen. I believe that announcement could happen like that. I really do. Um, because they've been really chummy. Like they're so chummy, they're probably sleeping together. So now we'll so, move on. What? Oh. So you think like Microsoft's gaming division is like, man? 
I, I hate that he retired. He was more like Reggie fills me up, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, I didn't need Reggie to be so sexualized, but his body's ready. His oh, how body's... could he not be? How could he not be? Look at that face. His body's ready for that for that box. Reggie Fizeme's face just looks like a more gentle version of a person who has said, "It's not gay if he sucks my dick." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he just exudes that kind of energy, just that big spirit dick energy. Okay, okay. Since we're already getting explicit, um, now we have to have the subject. What does Reggie Fizeme call his penis? This is going to be the name of the podcast now. What does Reggie Fizeme call his penis? All right, let's let's go. Everyone, come up with a nickname, Nintendo-related. What does he call his penis? The other castle. God, that's so good. You're you're the most talented writer. That's a dick move. You shouldn't have went first. <laughs> Literally a dick move. Uh, Dylan, do you have one? Toad from Mario. <laughs> I just hit my desk so hard. <laughs> God, you ruined mine. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I hate this. I don't even have one anymore. You guys made it. You guys won. Uh. Uh, how about... Here's a good one. I'll give you a complimentary one. Rainbow Road. <laughs> I was See, if I had gone first, it wouldn't have been as bad. But since I'm behind both of those, I was going to go with Poltergust, which is the thing that blows from <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. Poor Spencer. Feeling like the third person in a gangbang. <laughs> Wonder which hole I get. Alright, cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on to Bethesda. Oh, this... Maybe, one. Come on, man. Maybe I could just stick it under your armpit or something. I don't, uh, <laughs> don't want to go in there. <laughs> just, like, close your leg. I'll go for the back of the knee. <laughs> oh, man. This is totally getting explicit. Cool. I like it. I hope kids listen to this. Um, they learn <laughs> a lot. Very friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Bethesda is Sunday night, I believe. June 9th, same as Microsoft. So, you know, Bethesda's there. They're they're pretty chummy with Microsoft. They'll probably have a little crossover. But my predictions are not about the crossover. My predictions are, because I'll go first because I keep going last. Um, and I'm trying to go in last because everyone one-ups me. I'm going to go first. No disappointments there. Uh, Elder Scrolls 6 update. I'm sure they're going to do that. Whatever. They're going to do Fallout 76 new content showcase, which I'm cool with. I want to see what else they're going to come out with because I've been really happy with their content in 2019. Uh, also, I want to see them have a, an Evil Within type horror game, but, you know, good. So, that's that's what I want out of Bethesda. I want that now. I don't know what that voice was, but you guys can go next. I'm done. I want Elder Scrolls Six, but I expect an apology. I almost spit my water out all over my keyboard. <laughs> Tell me before you say something. Why? Why an apology? Well, it's not. It's not that I want an apology. I just expect them to apologize because um, a lot of people hate Bethesda right now. 
Todd Howard already did an, an interview where he apologized. He's like, you know, we deserved the criticism for criticism for Fallout seventy six. Yeah, let's not talk about this yet. We have a negative zone. We'll, okay. we'll bring up this but, topic later. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting an apology of some sort. Okay. All right. Uh, is there anything you want from them besides Elder Scrolls Six? I want, I want Todd Howard to transcend to godhood. Right on stage. <laughs> I think he's already there. That's why we call him God Howard. But he did kill that well, woman in Tuskegee. So, oh, maybe I'm he didn't. He never denied it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hannah says it. Well, I mean, okay. So here's the thing. We all know Todd Howard has never explicitly denied, um, you know, picking up three hitchhiking girls and murdering them at a campsite <laughs> up in Montreal. We we know that. Uh, back in you know that was back in 1992, but at the same time, uh, what I already know what we're gonna see. They're gonna try to make Doom the big thing, and yeah, yeah. it's Doom gonna be cringy yeah. because Todd Howard's gonna be wearing a leather jacket that matches his shoes, and that's gonna be very fashionable um, and cool. Uh, with his with his hair that just has so much body. Ah, uh, work it, Todd. Um, if I could but, cosplay like, as God Howard, that'd be great. That'd be amazing, yeah. Um, so, um, I would like to see Oblivion actually get the same treatment Skyrim did. I think it'd be interesting and it'd be completely like unexpected for people if they Ooh. did like in like a, an Oblivion special edition or something. I like don't think they'll right like build it in the Skyrim engine. You know, yeah, that is heard... it's not going to happen. Um, well, I've heard him talk about that because people wanted a Morrowind remaster. He said that um, those games are made, I don't know, they're meant to be played that way or something. But, I mean, if that's the case, you can just go back and play them like that. That's a cop-out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to see, uh, like, it's basically on the wish list because they've, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that does this slide. Um, but like they said that Elder Scrolls Six and um, Starfield won't be at E3 this year. We'll see how true that is. Um, yeah, I obviously have more more things to talk about about that when we get to our negative zone. Um, Which is but, at the end of the show. <laughs> but um, yeah, like okay, so with Bethesda. Like, what all game series do they have right now? Doom, Dishonored, Prey, um, of course, Elder Scrolls, the Fallout series, Starfield. I'd, I'd love to see a new Dishonored. Wolfenstein. Like, I would absolutely love to, but yeah. I know that's not happening. I almost put that on my thing, and, and what, from what I've read online, it's it's highly probable that Dishonored will get something. So, Yeah, so, like, we'll, we'll see, but I, wish list, I'd like to see an Oblivion Remastered. Um, I think that'd be super, super cool. Oh yeah. Um, uh, like Morrowind, like a to tie people over until you know Ob- Elder Scrolls Six. And it also makes fiscal sense. Um, Oblivion or Morrowind remastered, you could throw on the Switch, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, make money from all of your all of your revenues. And believe me, yeah, because it was in fact the like the Baldur Gates. Baldur's Gate remastered that got me like thinking like shit that'd be some easy cash for Bethesda although I think to take um, Oblivion and bump it up to the Skyrim engine would actually be 
really hard to do. Um, and the reason I think that is there is the Beyond Skyrim team that's been working on this for like years already. Yeah. However, and this is not to decry their talent in any way. I think they're all very talented individuals and they're very dedicated. I think a staff at Bethesda could probably do it faster because they would have access to the source code, the engine, like everything. They wouldn't have to reverse engineer it. They would be able to dedicate people to do it and pay them. So yeah, and just more people know. in general, right? Say what now? Just more people in general, too. Yeah, because I think the Beyond Skyrim team already has Bruma. They already have Cyrodiil. They already have, I think, Anvil? I can't quite remember. They already have like a lot done. So, and, that, I yeah. mean, it's... It's pretty cool, but they've also shown that it is, in fact, very possible yeah, um, to do g- so. Game developers are cheap, so they could put together a pretty big team to do it. And it really wouldn't cost Bethesda much at all. No, because you wouldn't have to hire any writers. <laughs> all this shit's already written. Yeah. Um, all the the dungeons are laid probably, out, the world is laid out. They could probably just reuse the audio files. I'd like, I wish they would leave the audio files in, especially with the voice actors' mistakes. Seven um, voice actors. <laughs> like hey, maybe, maybe, add, maybe add a few more oh my <laughs> god dylan i know you like oblivion we talked about it but one of the first voice lines i ever heard in that game playing it was wait let me do that again at the end <laughs> somebody fucked their lineup and they left it in the game why <laughs> <laughs> all right so, yeah, we, so let's finally move on from bethesda and let's go to monday june 10th which is the ubisoft conference hopefully without aisha tyler you stupid cunt um <laughs> it's a long Still story over that twitter fight you guys had a couple years ago uh, it's been like seven years now i still think she's a stupid <laughs> cunt um whoa, whoa, whoa what happened nothing she's just a stupid cunt let's leave it at that okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, Ubisoft, a good press conference with a different host. Um, anyone want anything in particular? I have a, a list that I'm actually pretty happy with. So, um, um, if anyone wants to go, mine's pretty short. Mine's okay. pretty short. I just, I just want Ubisoft to go uh, out of business. Good God, man! I'm just expecting Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I, I feel like they... I, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna change it. I hope that they come out with an Assassin's Creed game. And it looks all classic. It looks like it's going to be a remastered of the first one. It has the same architecture, all this kind of stuff. And then suddenly it's like Spain and they're torturing a Christian and they're just like, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) Great. That'd be good. Um, Dylan, do you have anything you want or are you just predicting Assassin's Creed? I don't really play Ubisoft games, so... I think I play all of them. Like, I play Far Cry, I play Anno, I play Assassin's Creed, I play um, Splinter Cell, Watch Dogs. I play a good bit of Ubisoft games. I I would play a a new Splinter Cell game. This is going to sound lame, but I I wish... I want to play a new Splinter Cell game, and I just want a damn female protagonist or allow you to, like, create a character at the beginning. I wrote that. I wrote, bring back Michael Ironside and make him the father of someone right. or the mentor of somebody. Fucking cool, yeah. Like you don't you see? Okay, so the okay, so I know I'm, I may be because Sam Fisher Dylan. has a daughter, already, yeah. like in, in in the lore and stuff. 
So, so my thought was they fired Michael Ironside because they needed someone that they could do mocap on, and they didn't think he was athletic enough to be doing it. Well, Michael Ironside, the basically the the Bosley of Charlie's Angels, you know, he's the guy at the computer, he's the guy that's giving directions, and he's the guy that's telling her the best way to do something or whatever. He's not right. acting. He's not in action sequences. So there's no reason not to bring him back. And of course, yes, female protagonists. We don't have that yet in a in a spy type game. Like yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to be like Sarah Fisher and stuff like that. Because like oh. the thing is, like Sarah Fisher in the novels, and I, I think it was in the game too. Like she, you know, was like kidnapped, like basically to like get to him and stuff. Like it'd be fun to almost like deal with her, like also falling into the same life her family yeah. <laughs> did maybe even like doesn't approve of it um but at the same time like her dealing with that trauma like maybe having flashbacks to when she was a kid in the missions i don't know there's all kinds of cool stuff that yeah. you could do okay you're the writer so don't tear it apart i have a scenario that just popped in my head what if she is kidnapped but her whole life michael ironside's version of sam fisher had been training her and stuff and making sure that she can do certain stuff and he has a communication with her to get her out of a certain situation. And it's an entire like journey of her getting out of a, a hostile country with a hostile militia or straight up military. And he's guiding her through it the whole way. Uh, it could be something cool. They could be something. That's just my, a lot like, of that's just a quick yeah. pitch. Yeah. Like they could do a lot, but yeah, female lead and bring back Ironside. I think that is a match made in heaven. I think that'll be your best selling Splinter Cell game yet. Period. As long uh, as fun fact, fun fact, uh, I used to read the Splinter Cell novels and stuff like that because uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the games, and it's actually why I bought my first iPhone, which was the iPhone 3G, because it, or in the books he uses an iPhone, like he's got like a hacked iPhone. He does a lot of stuff with like map data and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Like I just remember reading that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I had, oh, that's I cool. Went and got one. That's awesome. Um, I I also want. Um, I want confirmation that you can play as NPCs in Watch Dogs Legion. I think that'll be cool. Watch Dogs is one of my favorite game series now. Um, I know they've only had two games, so they have the chance to fail eventually. But um, I've talked about I talked about it earlier. But Watch Dogs Two was fantastic. I played it first, then I went back and played Watch Dogs One, and it really it felt like a really good prequel. Like it didn't feel like oh this is old, the mechanics suck. Like it felt like a really good prequel. It was fun. It gave me some background on DeadSec, which became a much bigger part of Watch Dogs 2. And uh, I just love the universe Watch Dogs has. Um, I played Ghost Recon Wildlands. I'm good on Ghost Recon games. I don't care. I'm good for like another five years when I play the next one. I'm not big into Siege. Uh, the only Tom Clancy game I really care about is Splinter Cells anyway. But Assassin's Creed won't come out with a new game this year. They said they're on two-year development cycles now. However, the, the dev teams are left behind to do season passes. They did one season pass, which is fantastic. They did a remaster of Assassin's Creed 3 and the PS Vita complement to that game. And now I want a Odyssey Season Pass 2. And I want them to do a time rift in there because there's all kind of crazy stuff that opened up in Odyssey. Odyssey went fantasy. Odyssey took it out of the realm of basic reality and they found what they found ways to make it fantasy based in certain areas. It's definitely a great American RPG now, but they found ways to get it into the fantasy world that kind of makes sense with the crazy world of Assassin's Creed. 
uh, with all the different you know tools of the first civilization you have to work with. But um, yeah, I believe the season pass two. I want a time rift blending all the assassins: Desmond, Miles, Edward, Connor, Ezio, Altair, Bayek, uh, Bayek, Arno, Jacob, Evie, Evelyn, Shaljun. Like I want all of them. I want all of them in one game, and it's doable with all the crap they did in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's what I want from Ubisoft. Uh, I want I I want something from Ubisoft to not happen. What's that? I want them to have just this one year where they, where they don't show a trailer that's better than the final release and everybody bitch about it. <laughs> oh, people complain please, so much though. That's just our culture. Please show actual gameplay footage. God damn. No, I'm I'm not going to blame people on that one. I'm going to blame them. Which game? Like, if you show, uh, oh, well, the first Watch Dogs actually is a very notorious example. There's like a ton of like hate for that. And like they do shot like side by sides. Like it's it's a thing with Ubisoft. Games. To be yeah, fair, I remember that. To be fair, Watch Dogs One on PC had the same graphics they showed at E3, but the consoles they they had to work with it a little bit more to get it to run like that. So it's really just the console players that had a problem because on PC, because my brother bought it launch day on PC, and the, all the stuff they had, like those graphical changes with um the um what do you call it the focusing on stuff and, and different things. That's uh, the field. Depth of field. There you go. Uh, there was different things that were pointed out by people, and we were like, "That's not on our version," but that's because we were running the PC version. And you're always a step behind on consoles. No offense, but you just are. Not if you're playing Batman: Arkham Knight, which somehow really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my PC ran it like a champ, but there was a lot of PCs that didn't run it, and I took advantage of that. Because I went and I beat that game, and uh, Green Man Gaming was offering complete refunds for anybody that uh, bought the game on PC. And so I beat the game and still made it in time to get my refund and got the game for free, basically. Yeah, fuck the tank battles. Okay, let's proceed. Okay, so, yes, that should be the name of this podcast now. Fuck the tank battles. Uh, Square Enix has a <laughs> event on Monday, June the 10th as well. What do you guys want or think will happen with Square Enix? I just don't uh, care. They took this well, PlayStation like, spot, and I'm like, what all can they show? So they're going to show like some more Final Fantasy, which let's let's say we had an old saying on this podcast, and I'm going to bring it back. Fuck Cloud. <laughs> yeah. Um, old man yells at Cloud. Aren't they going to have... Um, uh, Marvel's Marvel the Avengers. They're gonna have the Avengers in the trailer that they released since uh, all of it leaked. They showed a teaser already, and it had like a destroyed shield. Then it showed Mjolnir building electricity. Then it showed Iron Man's destroyed hand, and the light started coming on in the middle of the hand. And they showed this like steel. Um, steel box and it was getting smashed open but you never really saw what was in there smashing it and uh yeah it looks like they're going straight for the movie style and i really wish they wouldn't that's why i'm more excited for ultimate alliance 3 than i am for this game um what about dying light 2 are you looking forward to that no i didn't like dying like one <laughs> i'm like yeah i guess parkour is cool I played Mirror's Edge so i already played the best version of parkour you're going to play and the zombies are are okay, but that's a, literally a mailman game. You're just delivering stuff from point A to point B. And eventually the zombies get real cheap. Like, real cheap. Like, you could have just made a more interesting version of the map 
for later in the game, but no, you just made cheap zombies. Great. I'm well, not trying to be like, uh... not trying to be negative. I'm just like horror is my thing. So don't come at me with this low rent horror. Like, give me something good. Well, sorry, audience. It looks like around these parts, uh, <laughs> Square just ain't our bag. Okay, I do have stuff that I think uh, I think Avengers will wind up being uh, be awesome, but it won't be out of the box kind of awesome. Um, I mean, no Captain Marvel, no deal. Am I right? Um, yeah. Bon- <laughs> basically, she's the she's the the king of. Of uh of Marvel now, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, they're going to show more. I think it's it's going to stay episodic, but I really want them to say and to make up for it. This is Final Fantasy VII and a direct sequel to VII, and that'll be exciting. I don't care about Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy VII. I don't like their mythos. I know I play fourteen, but it's just a good MMO. I really don't care about like its ties to any other Final Fantasy game. I'm not really super involved in in what they have going on. I just, I like the story kind of, and I like the gameplay a lot, but final fantasy seven, a direct sequel. I understand the excitement to that. Nintendo doesn't do direct sequels to Zelda games. They, they have a screwed up timeline that they only finalize for money. Now they say that timeline doesn't even count because the money's all in their pocket and dark horses pocket. I don't even know if dark horse went rogue and did that, whatever. But I understand not getting direct sequels. It hurts your heart. Like, to barely get a direct sequel. It's like, Jesus, this just doesn't connect anything, and I really want it to, and I have to come up with crazy fan theories to make them connect. I think a direct sequel would really excite their crowd, and it would excite me to see them get that. Um, Especially because episodic is going to be expensive. That's going to be expensive for fans. And uh, Final Fantasy XIV, they'll get new, cool news about their expansion. Uh, they had a Twitch stream recently about it. I think they're going to get cooler news at their um, at their press conference. But Dylan, do you have anything for Square Enix or you just uh, hate them? I, well, I don't hate them. I just don't care. <laughs> Good investment on that PlayStation time slot, Square Enix. Good investment. <laughs> Fucking Dylan's like Thanos to Square Enix. Uh, Scarlet Witch over there. They're like, we have Final Fantasy 7. And he's like, I don't even know who you are. it's true that is correct it is true it is true so now we move on to the final press conference of e3 luckily and i love the way nintendo does this and i actually used to like it when they kind of pc uh, conference oh yeah all right let's not go to nintendo first let's go pc conference so that's a great idea i think we should talk about it my bad anna Okay, so what do we want out of the PC conference? I'll go first. I want no focus on hardware. Please show me video games. Because if you have a 1080 Ti from almost two generations ago, if they show something else crazy this year, you can still run anything. The hardware enthusiasts may love it, but it doesn't really matter with PC gaming. You can get a decent high-end card, and it will be high-end for years to come. PC is so feature-proof. It's not like consoles where you need revisions all the time. Don't give me hardware. Give me software. Now, Dylan Handa, you can take over and tell what you want. Well, um, I actually do want to see some hardware. Uh, yes, NVIDIA. Yes, NVIDIA Daddy. Give us that Give us that long graphics card that I can barely fit in my case. That's what I want. Oh, you meant Radeon. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, I like both. At all. I like both. I just happen to have an NVIDIA card in mind because I like quality. Um, so, <laughs> but like, um, okay, so here's the thing. At the time when I got mine, uh, it was because AMD literally didn't have a card as good as mine. Like when I got mine. So I, that's, that's why I went with NVIDIA. Um, I used AMD exclusively before that. Um, yeah, me too, me too, me too. So, yeah. I just like I, AMD. I like them both. Um, but, okay, so I got several things. Uh, I haven't got to play Warframe, but I really like it, and I actually like watching gameplay of it. So um, they're apparently getting some new cool stuff about, like, with cooperative space combat. Um, so that's kind of cool. Like, apparently that's slated to announce. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing more from Paradox Interactive about Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Um, and I kind of want to see more about their Age of Wonders Planetfall. I think that'll be cool. Um, my wife really wants to hear more about Ooblets, which is an indie game that she's been waiting for for a really, really long time. Uh, as well as some more stuff on Biomutant, which is another one that she's looking forward to. And um, <laughs> the last one, I think, was Some Goose Game. So I kind of want to see all this kind of stuff because everybody can say what they want to, but let's be honest, PC is the home of the indie games and always will be. So much so that it kills indie games. Yeah, well, I didn't say Steam. I said PC. Yeah, it's... yeah Because um, Steam is absolute trash for indie games. I kind of wish there was two Steam storefronts. That there was the storefront, which was the curated suggested one, and there was Indie Store, um, which uh, was... So the only way your game could list on there is if it had sold under a million copies. I think that would be really cool. Um, As soon as your game breaks a million copies, uh, it's moved into the, the the big corral, you know? I, uh, I agree, actually. That's really good. That's fair. But that's, uh, that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking forward to. I want to see more hardware stuff, too. Um, you know? And then uh, that's, that's kind of, like, my big thing. I, I'd like to see more stuff uh, just about, like, PC gaming in general. I, I, I kind of want to see... Because in PC gaming, like, the biggest thing that's happened this year has obviously been the Epic versus Steam thing. Um, I, know it, I know it won't happen at all. Um, but I kind of wish... I wish it would just happen where Valve would just announce Half-Life 3. And just, they could literally do what Bethesda did with Elder Scrolls last year, which is throw, show like a little cinematic. People get all excited, lose their fucking minds, and then it gives them four years to actually make the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, Warframe is neat. It's, uh, it's cool. Um, Masquerade Bloodlines, it's got a big fan base. The Goose Game, yeah, man, I think I've had it on my wish list on the Switch forever. And ever, and ever. They're taking their time. It looks super fun, though. Also, I know it'll probably be some time earlier on like one of the other ones, but I, I kind of wish to see more stuff on uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And I wish that CD Projekt Red would do it with the PC show, but I already know they'll probably end up doing it with... Uh, Microsoft. Probably Microsoft, yeah. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, they're really chummy with them. Um uh yeah, you you should work for Steam. You should work for Valve. Indie the indie store in front. Like when you click on Steam, uh, of course you have uh store, library, community, 
and then your name. I wish it said, um, uh, I wish it said, uh, major store and indie store or something like that. Maybe store and just, just store like it is. And then indie store. That'd be great. I don't want it to be a tab. I want it to be literally a button up top. So like, okay, so they could, they could call it something like, you know how they had project green light, which is how they used to do the indie games. That used to be so um, cool. We were on project green light. They could call it project, project, uh, grassroots or something like that. Um, and like, you know, they could, you could click on that and it would take you to all the games that have sold. Like I'd, I'd say a million is like an arbitrary number, but I think that's a, that's a solid number to aim yeah. for. Um, and then obviously like ma- certain major publishers, all their games would automatically be grandfathered into the, the big store. Like obviously your Activisions and Square Enix and stuff like that. Um, yeah, okay, so I just had to look for a game that's on sale. Uh, it wasn't really featured anywhere, even though I play these games, and I play indie games a lot. And uh, it's called Northgard. It's on sale half off. It's $15, normally 30 And it's basically like a more polished um, uh, Norse version of a game I play called The Universe Sim. Um, which is also really neat, but I backed it through Kickstarter, and it's it's in very early alpha stages, but it's still a solid game. There's just Give Indie some love. Uh, I know you could like just generally look, but if you know what kind of mood you're in, go under Indies and search. Like You can make a couple of tabs, and it's very convoluted how you have to do it. But yeah, search Indie, and then search the type of game you want to play, and, and help them out, because they need this. <laughs> they need this. Yep. I would definitely agree with that. So, Dylan, anything you want from the PC showcase? Not really. All right. Yep. <laughs> um, so you, we'll you move don't on. have a single game that you're like, oh man, I would absolutely flip the fuck out if they announced this, but they won't. Left for Dead Three. Yeah, okay. yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Um, that, actually, that would, that would be a pretty cool get, actually, because the joke about the uh, Half Life Three will never happen, all that kind of stuff. It would, it would be. I think a lot of people would forgive that if it was something like Left 4 Dead 3. That no. would be really cool. There, there is I would a, love a Left 4 Dead 3. Some of the people that made Left 4 Dead 2 have made um, a new game called Back for Blood. And that'd be huh. cool to show at the PC game press conference. Because it's not a Steam press conference. It's PC games. So it'd be great for them to take a shot at Valve saying, Well, we did it. Back for Blood. That would be fun, yeah. Because it looks just like Left 4 Dead. It's literally the old developers making the sequel that Valve wouldn't let them. So that'd be great. Oh, yeah, the PC showcase, if they show software, they could they could really, really knock people down a peg or two, especially with PlayStation sitting this one out. Um, they, they could really do some damage to people. Why is Sony sitting this one out? Because they, they do... The, <laughs> they don't have a whole lot to show. Really, they have Last of Us and and um, and Death Stranding, but uh, is it Death Stranding or Death Standing? T- Death Stranding. Really? Yeah. I thought it was Death Standing, and I thought that was weird. But Death Stranding is even weirder. <laughs> it's even weirder. But yeah, I guess that's when they're sitting it out. They really don't have much to show, and they're just waiting to unveil the PS5 probably next February. But they do these little Nintendo Direct ripoffs. Which have like their first one was really bad. Their last one that they did was really good. So hopefully they can keep that up. They won't, but hopefully they can keep it up. 
fucking bust out some mag two for the PS five, man. Whoop, get that Blow zipper back. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, <laughs> oh rip so calm. Yeah. Uh so we'll move on to the final press conference. They're always last, but luckily they don't do a, an awkward stage press conference. They just do videos. Sometimes they're cheesy, sometimes they're dumb, but it, it all kind of fits weird Japanese Nintendo stuff. Um, but uh, does anyone have any predictions or wants from Nintendo? We okay, know there's so no I'm, 3DS, it's I'm, just Switch now. I, I need them to release uh, Animal Crossing version of the Switch so I can buy it for Laura. Yeah? That's what I need. Dylan, do you have anything you want them to do? Like a Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, the game? Um, no, I, no, that would probably, that would probably be even worse. Oh, this just in, Area Man discovers Tent Circle of Hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want that. Okay, okay. Um, Oh, um, God. I can't really think of anything for Nintendo. I, I, I don't know. I'm being a little lame. No, it's fine. Like we're all we're all PC players. I have a, a hey, switch. No, 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 Dylan. What would be lame is if you didn't even show up to a huh. gaming podcast that you did with your friends the week before the biggest event in gaming for the whole year. That would be really lame. But you are didn't you, do that. Are you talking about John? Yeah. I'm maybe. No, no uh, <laughs> well, maybe. Or. Maybe the one after where we can look after the review, like after the gameplay footage and, you know, we'll yeah, see we'll what that. happens. Here's how we fucked up and we're wrong. One, If he yeah. skips the live podcast we're going to do soon, I'm going to flip. I'm going to hire people to take up all the parking spots around his house. <laughs> they already do that. I'm going to hire more of them. <laughs> yeah. Well... I mean, that's all. I, I don't know. <laughs> you have to hire like two people. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and go on with my predictions because I have a lot. Like, it's it's fine. These are what I want. I want everything all the time. That's just that's just what happens when you you know can wait twenty years for a franchise that was that's it's frustrating to see all these people represented in Smash Brothers and they don't get a game for twenty years. Anyway. Animal Crossing, you cowards, do it. Uh, Splatoon 3, because they have stopped doing uh, massive updates for Splatoon. They're still doing Splatfest. I don't need Splatoon 3 to come out this year. But if if we know the Splatfest countdown is going to end in December, and then Splatoon 3 can come out the next spring or or summer, that's great, because we don't really need to wait on Splatoon. And it is nice when they can make big updates. So instead of a DLC expansion that can split up the player base, a brand new game so everyone can jump into it because everyone likes brand new games instead of expansions. It's frustrating. Um, A Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel handled like Majora's Mask. Not the tone, not the setting, or any of that. I just mean how Ocarina of Time came out one year and Majora's Mask literally came out two years later because they reused tons of assets. The reason why it was like a dream state of what, and some say a post-death state for young Link, is because they just reused all the same character models they did before. The only person that didn't come back was Zelda and Ganon. Everyone else was reused, and I really want them to do that. Reuse assets, make it a dark world, I don't care what you have to do, just give me a Breath of the Wild sequel quickly. 
I'm tired of waiting seven years between each major Zelda game. It's frustrating and it hurts my heart. Which I know they have Link's Awakening, but that's not a true game like Breath of the Wild. It's going to be fun, but you know. I uh, want Mario Kart 8 expansion or sequel if it's an expansion. 16 cup, 8 characters, 24 car parts. Make it like a $40 DLC. That'd be cool. <laughs> I have it specifically, man. I have specifics. Damn. <laughs> uh, I'm impressed. I, I'm, I'm giving them tips, man. If they listen to this, <laughs> along with 47 Canadians, then I, I really want them to, to take these ideas and run with 47. them. 47. Yeah, we're big, in, we're big in Canada. We're big yeah. in Letterkenny up there, man. Two Argentinians, right. uh, and I hope they're not like leftover Nazis that's fled from Germany. Um, <laughs> that'd be awkward. Uh, I want an F-Zero sequel by Three Fields Entertainment. If you don't know who that is, because why would you? They are the team that was formerly Criterion, which made the best Burnout games. The best. I'd love for them to tackle F-Zero because if people aren't impressed by speed or that space racing anymore, then let's get everyone wrecking just beautifully. Beautiful wrecks. I uh, I want Donkey Kong Country Sequel 3 uh, to be shown of the new trilogy 3 and bring back King K. Rule for that final game because it will be Retro Studios, hopefully, because they were just hired to do Metroid Prime, take over Metroid Prime. They scrapped it. Uh, so they just now started on Metroid Prime 4, so that means they had to have been working on something. Hopefully it was Donkey Kong Country 3 with King K. Rool. Uh I want an ARMS Punch-Out DLC. ARMS, that game that no one played, if they just would have made it Punch-Out, it would have sold like 5 million copies just because of the name. Do that. Uh, Dead Light Daylight's coming to the Switch. I want them to add Waluigi as a killer, and I want Luigi's Mansion version of Luigi as a survivor. There's nothing better than that. That's the best. I play that game a lot. There's nothing better than that. Just Luigi walking around saying Mario. That'd be great. Spencer, you're not a Nintendo fan, are you? (laughs) I just have specifics of what I want. I'm so mad at them for what they're not doing. I'm telling them what they need to do. I think spilling... (laughs) I think Spencer likes min- Nintendo more than you don't care about Square Enix. I'm, I would agree. I, when I'm a fan of stuff, I'm more critical than I am supportive, which is probably why people that I work with quit. But uh, I, th- this is just things I, I wish they would do because they make some moves that are great, and then they make some moves that are like, what did you just do? What did you do to this planet? Um but my last prediction and want is Smash Brothers, which I already said they'd add Banjo and Kazooie um, as a one character, obviously. But I think that they'll add Crash Bandicoot that has had their remastered trilogy put on the Switch and also has Crash Team Racing coming on June 21st. I believe Crash Bandicoot will be added into Smash Brothers. And Steve from Minecraft, because, you know, cross-promotion, um, that helps them. Banjo-Kazooie helps both of them. Yada yada. I think that would easily happen. And Minecraft's still super popular. It just makes sense. And tease Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. And uh, that'll give them the five characters for their uh, character pass. And it give us a chance to have Ryu or Ken versus Scorpion. And I would love that. That, that is the end cool. of my predictions. And wants. Holy and crap. It's a lot, but it's really not a lot. It's not a lot. It's just everything they're not giving me right now. That's all. 
So I am making a meme. Okay. Well, I think it's time for us to, of course, move into the final part of our podcast. Every time we end this podcast, for the sadists and the negative people out there, we have the negative zone. Here we are. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys have to to start with? I can start with something. Uh, well, wanna... I want to I want to do yours last because it'll probably get a little heavy. Okay. All right. Let's uh, do y'all's first. Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> I don't really have any. I, I'm just going off Spencer, so you go ahead. Um. Well, Spencer might get mad at mine. I won't get mad. I'm I'm not a fan of anyone. Blind loyalty doesn't exist, especially <clears throat> for people that make me pay for their products. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I will now shit on Fallout 76 for several minutes. Oh, so, snap. Basically, uh, what really pissed me off um, was, was Todd Howard. And it wasn't because of his wanton slaughter of several... Um, undocumented immigrants back in, you know, 1975 uh, down in Waco, Texas. That he's not admitted to. Right, right. Um, Like I said, I'm not mad at him for that because obviously he didn't do that. Right? (laughs) So, all right. Um, So, here's the thing. Uh, Okay. So Todd Howard, first of all, E3 is made, I think most of us would agree, E3 is made for the fans, right? Uh, yeah, yes and no. It I know on it was it for journalists for a while, this and that or whatever, but I, I think now it's mostly gaming fans who would, who would go to something like E3. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You like my meme, don't you? You're, I like your meme. You it's at. a Monsters, Inc. meme. And it says, Spencer talking about Nintendo at E3, and it's Mike. And then there's Sully and that old warm lady. And that's Dylan and Hannah. <sighs> Funny. Okay. Continue with your Fallout 76 <laughs> stuff. Okay. So, Todd Howard and his uh, diarrhea of the mouth uh, talking to PC Gamer the other day was talking about how they're not going to talk about Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 and whatever. And he uh, he said, uh, fans eager for Starfield should be patient and people waiting for Elder Scrolls should be very patient. Um, Dude, and That's very demanding, actually. <laughs> so uh, the interviewer points out it could be a full decade wait between the last Elder Scrolls game and the next one... Uh, excuse me? And um, Todd Howard goes, The gap in between is going to be long. It already is. On one hand, I think it's good to miss things. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I think that makes people come to it with really, really fresh eyes. And I think when they eventually, eventually see the game and what we have in mind, they'll understand the gap more in terms of technology and what we want to do. Um. So here's the thing. Uh, throughout the course of this interview, he also, uh, talked with, with IGN and stuff too. Like, this is several interviews I'm piecing together. Um, he, uh, said, uh, basically when they talked about Fallout 76 having a poor launch, which it did, even if you liked the game, it had a terrible launch. launch. Yeah, Um, obviously. He goes, 
we were ready for a lot of those difficulties ended up on screen. Uh, he said criticism was very well deserved. And he's like, this is not going to be a high Metacritic game. This is not what this is. Um, it's not how you launch. It's what it becomes. It really turned around. It's a fabulous game with an incredible community. So, okay, Todd, when people are spending money on your game, you don't get to give them the fucking Mewtwo speech at the end of the Pokemon movie um, about it's not the circumstances of one's birth, but no, fuck off, Todd. These are like paying fucking customers. And if you went up to another business, if you went to a restaurant and you ordered a steak, you ordered the surf and turf, you wanted steak and shrimp and you ordered that. And then they brought you out a fucking moldy hamburger and you're like oh i didn't order a moldy hamburger i ordered the surf and turf they go yeah we know but that's it's still cooking it'll it'll be a minute it's it's not about what it is now it's not about the food we brought you it's it's what it'll become just just hang on um and then you waited and then they took the hamburger away and they brought you a raw steak and some uncooked shrimp and you're like oh this is still not ready well it's the basic blueprints there but, like, you, you have to be patient. You have to be patient. And all the while, you've already paid. So at this point, everybody around you has, you know, eaten because they didn't get the serve and turf or whatever. Or some people have left the restaurant because they're tired of it. And you're still sitting there. And finally, like, an hour or two goes by. And you're like, I, I've got to go. And you're like, yeah, well, you sorry, we, you still have to pay. And you're like, I, I didn't eat anything. Like, yeah, you still have to pay. Um, and so you pay them and you go down to McDonald's and get a hamburger or that's Fortnite or whatever in this allegory. Um, <laughs> so like, here's the thing. Customers are paying for a game to play. They're not paying for an eventual fucking experience. And I'm mad at any gaming company that tries to pull this shit, but I'm even more disappointed because Bethesda was my favorite fucking publisher. And I feel like, I feel like it's a, a super big betrayal. And the way in these interviews I've been watching with Todd Howard over the past couple of days, he talks about it. it. He almost has disdain that people are still playing Skyrim and still playing like Fallout 4 and, you know, New Vegas and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's like he's mad about that because as a CEO of a AAA gaming company, like, they can't get that recurrent money, in, in his opinion or whatever. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, Here's the thing. Whose fucking fault is that? Because with Skyrim Special Edition and all this kind of stuff, if they released another official DLC, not Creation Club bullshit, but another official DLC um, for, like, the story of the Dragonborn and stuff like that, would people would fucking buy it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the cheapest you've seen Fallout 76 go down to? Um... 39? I just remember. Yeah. Okay. Has it? You think it's probably been less than 40 before? Not, 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 not in the way that Bethesda would do it. Uh, if it go, if it's not the same price in every store, that's usually a store um, price change, not the. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Cool. So 39. So, I've seen it at GameStop and Best Buy and Amazon at the same time at 39. Perfect. So let's say let's say 40 dollars. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Do you think more people bought Skyrim or bought Fallout 76? Skyrim. I okay. bought the game three times. Shut up. Right. I, I don't have a problem. I, you do. I've, 
I've owned it on PS3. I've owned it on Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. I own regular Skyrim on PC and Special Edition because <laughs> I had it. It got removed from my library, and I've actually had to pay for Special Edition a separate time. Okay, so I've bought Skyrim five times, and I've got my goddamn money's worth out of it. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. If they released another DLC, like another official DLC, that, 10 bucks or whatever, I'd buy it. And then if they released one after that, I'd also buy it. And if they release another one, you're seeing a pattern here. I would buy that. They yeah. can easily get 40 bucks out of people like me if they continue to release quality DLC for the same game they already have. I mean, yeah. there's there's plenty of games that have DLC going for so many years. I mean, it's an MMO. I get that. But like something like World of Warcraft is super fucking old. There's yeah. like tons of games like Borderlands, Borderlands 2. They had content for a long time after the fact. Um and they weren't MMOs, like, you know, I think when the first Borderlands came out, like, the, the vast majority of people didn't really play it, like, online co-op at first. Like, maybe some people did, but it wasn't near as big as it was now. But, like, Borderlands 2, like, all the DLCs would, like, increase the level cap and give you new stuff and all that kind of stuff. So, like, what if uh, they did a DLC that was, like, a new story of, like, what happens after Dragonborn? Like, they do a new location, like, maybe you go back to Cyrodiil for a little bit, like, they do like one of the the you know like Bruma like right over the border or something like that. They could even do like this is a fun idea and they could do a, a prequel type thing where you create a basic character and you basically go through like a pre pre the vanilla opening thing to where you're actually in Cyrodiil, you do a couple things as the Dragonborn before they cross the border, and the last mission is you crossing the border and getting captured and thrown into the cart with the Stormcloaks. I mean, there, there's, like, all kinds of... Like, there's fun shit they could do. They could have easily, like, still tacked on more stuff, like, to Skyrim as DLC or whatever. Um, yeah. And even if they only did 20 bucks more DLC, I would have bought it. A ton of people would have bought it. They still could have made, like, recurrent money, but they didn't. Um, and like, so I just don't like the disdain that it sounded like Todd Howard had for the fact that people like the games they make and they still play fucking Morrowind and Oblivion and stuff like that. And I would say that like Todd Howard saying stuff like people need to be patient on Elder Scrolls six and stuff like that. Like, fuck you, Todd. Fuck you, man. Like <laughs> take your, take your fucking good looking hair and your jacket that matches your shoes, and just fuck off. So, I have a theory on what went wrong with 76. There's a couple things. Uh, there, um, the, the, the fact that you had to pre-order to play the beta of a game style that you've never made before was a tactic that EA does for games that they've made for years, and they still screw it up. Um, they should have, and but the, Todd Howard said this in the interview. He said, "I really should have made it open up to anyone that played Fallout 4, had access to a beta, and I should have made a very long beta, and not just the week that we gave people a week at certain time periods." He he actually said it should have been a longer beta period, running 24/7 to make sure that they could get everything out of there, and it should have done been happen. It should have happened way before the launch. And again, he said it should have been free to Fallout 4 players. It's nice to have 2020 vision. But like th that's sarcasm, by the way. Uh, like that—that's all—it's all well and good to say now. But I love Fallout 76. I've had tons of fun with it, and I do love a game that evolves. Now, when I play a game, I don't need it to evolve from a mess 
I don't need it to go from a Garbodor to a Dragonite. I, I want it to start at a Dratini. Like, I don't need it to just be... I don't think it was trash. We played on PC. It was it was fairly fine. It was normal Bethesda bugs at any Bethesda launch, which does not give them an excuse. But, damn, if console players didn't have it bad. Like, yeah. I don't usually feel bad for them, but they bought a game that just didn't work for them. Like, if you can't get it to work on consoles, bite the bullet. Put it out on PC first, then get it on consoles. Or delay it. Or delay it. Like, no yeah, one cares about a delayed honest, game anymore. It's normal. Yeah, honestly, like, I think if they had said, you know, let me see if I can do a Todd Howard voice. Hang on. Yeah, so we're going to put this one back in the oven <laughs> for six more months because <laughs> what we envision with Fallout 76 is the quintessential Fallout experience. That's what we want to deliver to you guys from Bethesda. I may or may not have killed several people back in the 90s. <laughs> did I do okay? okay. Yeah, you, did, you did okay. Now, I like the updates, how they're, how they're going along. Uh, it started <laughs> with vendor trading, and it's going to move on to roles, and it's going to move on to legendary players. Um, and that is giving everyone a role that makes them feel like they're an NPC. Everyone loves being a trader. Everyone loves being a fast travel location, and that is well, great. To quote, to, to quote a famous wrestling broadcaster, "That'll put asses in the seats." Now, ultimately, yes, they will have to have something major, cataclysmic, to really reboot this game. Should they do it in the first year it comes out? No, no, I think no, no, it, no, no. The, the most interesting thing they could do. It's you find out that you're in uh, the fucking simulation yeah. in Fallout 3. Yeah. And like. Tranquility yeah. Lane, bitches. Yeah, it'd be yeah. so fucking funny if, like, they realize, like, okay, people don't actually want a gritty apocalypse of what would have happened had they lived. People want something easier. And so for, like, let's say three whole months, Fallout 76 becomes, like, a 1950s, like, pre war simulation game. Where everybody's happy and having fun and all this kind of stuff, dude. That actually be pretty neat. Like you're in Tranquility Lane, but it's a big raid battle, and you're just trying to fight your way out. Right, you're having to like fight against the simulation and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be neat, actually. That would but be awesome. I I don't think that they should do any cataclysmic the first year. I think they should keep building, building, building on the gameplay. I think the game was cataclysmic. LOL. <laughs> Um, and it, they should build on it. Like they should see what works this first year, and they should Final Fantasy fourteen it. If anyone knows what that means, Final Fantasy fourteen is one of the top three grossing MMOs on the market today. Um, and that that is that's after a terrible launch. Like you think Fallout seventy six had a bad launch? No, it does not even compare to Fallout, Final Fantasy fourteen. That game was straight garbage. It had a big story mode. It had a lot of characters that everyone liked, but the fact that they could barely play the game, it was uninteresting. It was an uninteresting world. They decided after yeah, about it, they they nuked that shit from orbit. They redid everything. They did. They nuked it from and they orbit. Worked it literally, into the story. <laughs> yes, and they worked into the story. A Realm Reborn is just that. A realm reborn. They recreated everything. They actually took the servers down when they were ready to launch the new game. They took the servers down for a day or two, and then everyone had to download the update, and it was a brand new game. 
they if you stayed on that server until it closed, you literally watched as the planet was dis- basically imploded. It wasn't completely destroyed, but that comet hit. And it, it's kind of cool because it, you know, it's that's the logo of Final Fantasy. But anyway, uh, that that is what they're going to have to do unless they can somehow really build up a lot of goodwill with people and really keep the content coming because there's some people that are really far ahead. Now, they said after 50, people can respect and become legendary characters and they'll have abilities, new abilities, and they can keep respecting, respecting, whatever you want to call it, and they can keep getting new abilities, which will be neat. And they have a Battle Royale mode, which is coming, which will be cool. I don't like survival mode because I don't want to just play the game while people can kill me. But if I know people are the only thing trying to kill me and I don't have to worry about you know, bad guys, then I'm just going to log in there. I'm going to get in and I'm going to shoot whoever I see. Well, I wish Todd Howard would hurry up and hit level 50 so he could respect his fucking player base. Oh, snap. But yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I like Fallout 76. I, I don't like how they launched. I think they're going a little too slow with the content, even though it's great. It's great content when they release it, but I really yeah, they don't. Sh- think- they should have charged uh, twenty bucks at first um, because it was an incomplete game, giving you like the early adopters uh, discount. Um, but yeah, no. They in re- really even if they gave people money, people probably wouldn't go back to it. They really just launched at too high of a price, and they they didn't have a good beta. They should have let people that played Fallout Four play it because everyone was like, "Oh, an online Fallout with no NPCs." It's like, yeah, this is like the the most unique, most interesting Fallout world I've ever seen. There's more lore than ever, and th- the fact that there's no people, it's like a freshly destroyed wasteland. This is so cool, and there's there's mutant monsters out of there that wouldn't exist later because the half-life on them is too extreme. They would die out by the time Fallout 3 happened. So it's cool. It's a cool idea. It launched very poorly. I hope they can turn it around. I really do. I don't know if Todd Howard sees the problem or is willing to admit the problem. And the first step is admitting it. So I'm I'm not as negative as Hannah is on it, but I do acknowledge the big problems yeah there's so the thing of it is with the technical issues and stuff like that i wanted to restart the other day because i know you told me about all the cool stuff and i wanted to hop in there with you on that but (laughs) i don't want to start all the way over from level one for the fourth time (laughs) because i've already lost two characters due to technical glitches yeah, and I haven't had that as I, the blows. I've been all the way up to level 90-something, I think, and then I've been back up to level 60-something and back yep. to level 70-something. I just I can't do it again. It's like... Oh, yeah, I understand. Um, if I got my progress wiped out, so I like, wouldn't okay. play again. So uh, Elder Scrolls Online, um, when they add updates, like they add new stuff, they also change like where you start, like where you come out, like the starting province and stuff like that. I think if seventy six could have done something like that, like they start you in a different area, I I may have been cool with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I like, might be like willing to start over again. Like, oh, okay, it's a new place. Yeah, I really think they need a map expansion, and um, and that'd be good to have different lower level places in different parts of the map so that you could start out there. 
And uh, so I guess we'll move on to my negative zone, which is also Dylan's negative zone. So we're gonna we're gonna you know two man and a baby this thing. My negative zone is gaming disorder is not a thing. Um, a lack of mental health support uh, means that people need coping mechanisms, and video games are kind of perfect for that. You experience something very stimulating, regardless of most physical limitations or abilities, and that it can be done anytime, mostly for very cheap. Like, the top three games played in the world are all free. Apex Legends, League of Legends, and Fortnite. Um, and, and I believe that gaming is not the problem. It's a mask. But it's necessary because the elite are hosting this masquerade and we just all want to fit in. No one cared who I was until I put on the mask. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all based off of me reading a Time magazine report. <laughs> magazine website. Magazines are dead. Um, and it was the WHO, uh, not the band, but the World Health Organization. And they uh, officially recognized gaming addiction as a modern disease. As a modern disease. As a modern disease. So it can be ignored like every other mental health disease, I guess. But um, they right. said... So see, I, I don't see what the big deal is because people ignore mental health in our country so much anyway, it's not going to change anything. I just well, don't... Like, <clears throat> I see where like gaming can be detrimental to someone Like if you do it too much. It's with anything. Like you said, it's a coping mechanism, and people can use coping mechanisms too much. But so, yeah, but to call it its own disorder, I don't think that has any weight. I think it's just a symptom of something else. Okay, so the, people do art as a coping mechanism, and sometimes that takes over their life, especially if you're into photography or videography. Uh, it can ruin relationships. It can really take up a lot of your time. It can keep you from accomplishing, quote-unquote, more uh, with your with your time, uh, the same thing can be said about people that smoke. It's not labeled as a disease until you get sick from it. Cigarettes, like, come on, man, that that does drive people apart and it kills people. But it's not a it's not a disease. Like if if gaming addiction was just classified as addiction, I get it. You're addicted to gaming. You're addicted to cigarettes. You're addicted to drinking. But they but they don't. They're specifically calling out gaming because. It's old jackasses that that do this shit, and they they love to shit on video games and anything that they deem unproductive pro- produced by young people. By the way, it's people that there is their age that created gaming and keep it going and make money off of it. Little assholes. So, uh, negative zone. So I'm gonna cuss a lot. Sorry. Um, they actually said the move is to open quote. But it's it's based on reviews of available evidence, close quotes, and um, it, they said it, it reflects general agreement among experts around the world that some people show a open quote pattern of gaming behavior characterized by impaired control, close quote. I don't even know what that exactly is trying to mean. Impaired like, control. Okay, so like uh, the only thing I can think of like is uh, um. Like, wh- okay, so uh, at at the cell phone place where I work, uh, we have demo phones. Um, yes. And it's not it's not kids like it's uh, it's not people in their twenties or something like that or in their teens even. Younger kids though will run over to the phones and it's like they have to play the games. 
uh, on them. Like they cannot stop themselves. They'll open like three or four or five of them, and they'll be like, "Oh look, oh look, I got, I got to do it, I got to do it, I got it." Like, like they they freak out about it and stuff. But the thing of it is, like, I don't think that's a gaming disorder because when I was a kid, until my mom <laughs> beat it out of me, I used to always run into the grocery store and play with the coffee bean dispenser because I thought it was really funny to run around the store and put coffee beans under the wheels on all the shopping carts uh, as people were looking at other stuff. So when they went back to move it, they would crack and make this like funny noise. (laughs) But I don't think I had coffee bean disorder as a kid. I had several other mental problems, but definitely not coffee bean disorder. Yeah. So I think it's it's I hate saying it because it sounds lame, but I literally think that it's just a like I hate to be this way like a shitty or an inattentive parenting thing, and I don't even think it's necessarily a parent's fault most of the time. I know that sounds dumb, but like people have to work so many damn jobs now, and so much is expected of people and things like that, and like people now just rely on technology to raise their kids so much that like kids just get fucking addicted to it. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it (laughs) now. Okay. That's just how it is. The most frustrating thing about this article is when they said, according to the who experts who analyze studies on gaming behavior, people's use of gaming is different from their use of the internet, social media, online gambling, and online shopping. These fucking assholes actually said that gaming is worse and it's different than people addicted to the internet, addicted to their damn social media, online gambling, it says fucking gambling in the word, and online shopping. So it's different. It's worse. Because those are just behavioral addictions. But gaming is different. How? Right. How is gaming... They said, it, they said it's worse than online shopping or gambling? Yes. Online shopping, online gambling, internet usage, and social media are all just behavioral addictions. Because the gaming gaming behavior, the gaming addictions are worse. Like, so they deserve their own little, their own little name. So what is the gaming disorder? If not behavior, what is it? Uh, it, their definition is exactly behavior. It says, uh, according to the new definition, gaming behavior shifts into a disorder when it takes precedence over other daily activities and starts to impair a person's relationship, school, or work responsibilities for at least a year. Working does that. Working a job will do that. I mean, yeah, like I, I agree. I do think it's funny because here's here's the part since we're in the negative zone where I shit on hashtag trademark gamers. Uh, I hate being called a gamer know, so much. You know oh. the game. You know people who are gamers who actually unironically have Joker in their avatar on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> the the, the, the uh, you know those kind of people. The people that they make those signs at MomoCon that say if you can afford a con, you can afford a shower for. Um, the people who have uh, "quote unquote" heated gaming moments and have to use the N word; those kind of people are who I'm shitting on. I'm not. Oh no, no, no! That's a true fact. If you can afford a con, you can afford a shower. Yeah. That so I'm shitting. Rough. I'm shitting on gamers. I believe it was the same exact day. At the very least, it was the same exact week that the Who declared gaming disorder and also removed. Uh, 
uh, gender dysphoria as a mental disorder. I can only imagine Notch died of an aneurysm. I haven't looked at the news uh, to see, but I saw so many posts and had so many laughs that week of like, they they give the transes their like their support and they oppress gamers re <laughs> and it was it was really funny so i do i do think that was really funny i think it's it's a little dumb to say like gamer disorder and stuff like that i think they should just call it like being a neglectful asshole syndrome well there's an independent con- contractor on public mental health issues and her name is Michelle Kyrus. She actually kind of defended I guess people that like video games. Uh, she supports the idea of researching internet use and potentially problematic dependence on technology more broadly to better understand some of the commonalities that patterns of gaming, social media, and internet use might share. Um, and that's that's important because they all are similar. You can say um, you can say electronic dependence or electronic addiction, and I think that's for everybody. Like, I, I've taken a, um, advice from somebody, I forget who told me, but if there's any time I'm trying to have a conversation with someone, like I start the conversation with somebody, and if there's any app I will go to on my phone to as I'm talking to that person, just out of habit, I'll delete it. I don't have Facebook on my phone anymore. I have Twitter and Instagram. Uh, A, because some of the hashtags I follow on Instagram, I don't want other people to see what may pop up. Because if you follow cosplay on Instagram, you're going to find stuff that's not cosplay. It's just, it's just not. Um, and uh, it's, on it's, it's just prawn. Yeah, it's just prawn. Prawn. And on Twitter, I don't really don't go on there unless I'm watching something now, like wrestling, and I want to see the funny reactions and you know between the commercials or, or during the bad matches. Um, so. I delete apps I'm dependent on, and I understand electronic dependence. Like, the internet, being addicted to that, that's been with us for a while now. Social media, I think social media is way more dangerous than gaming. Uh, gaming, as long as you don't get online <laughs> with some people, it's it's a bit of, it's really cool. It's inclusion, right? And you can just play with your friends all the time. And it's, sometimes that's how people only interact with each other. We almost exclusively interact with each other through this podcast, and if we like, once Borderlands three hits, we'll be interacting through that. Um, yeah, most definitely. And, it, but if you go on social media, I mean, unless you follow four people, they're all your friends and they're constantly posting. You're gonna see some awful stuff on there. You're gonna see people posting their skinny selves on there, saying, "If I can do it, you can do it," or they can be posting something on there that's really preachy, or something on there that's very transphobic, or you know, religious phobic of any kind, or just racist, or or, or anything that's really divisive on there. Um, you just... Social media is really, really a bigger problem than gaming. It's way more negative than gaming. And the fact that they said online gambling, online shopping, social media, internet use is different, so they get this they get to be lumped together, but gaming doesn't. That's the end of my rant. They're stupid. They're dumb as hell. Well, it's like, would you rather play a video game or would you rather put on the Smiths and cut themselves? Yeah. <laughs> Are those the only two options, Dylan? Yes. I'd rather play a video game, I think. Alright. Do we have anything to add to say to the Who? 
Yeah, who are you? Who, who? Who, who? Uh, All right, that was a lame joke. We won't get fooled again with me doing that. On that note, we're actually going to end this podcast. That was great. I'm glad you did that. Um, you just, Goodbye, you Canada. We Good all talking to you. Good night, Canada. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Thank you for... <sighs> okay, there's more than just Canadians that listen, but that's that's the demographic that pops up on my my stuff. So thank you, everyone from Saskatchewan. Um, that's it's awesome of you to support us. And you know how we get more people to support us? By sharing the show. Of course, subscribe to us on the YouTubes or on the podcast because we're on all podcast platforms and we are on, on YouTube with videos, usually videos with gaming overlaid on it. Very original, I know. Uh, you can also just just rate us if you're on iTunes or comment on our podcast if you're on any of the other podcast platforms because they allow you to comment on it. Also on the YouTube, comment. But on any of them, please share. That's how we grow. My name is Spencer. You can find me on social media at SYCO1316. They're Hannah and um, Dylan. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I, I forgot Dylan doesn't do social stuff. I'm Hannah Nelson. Good to talk to you. And he's Dylan. And that's just Dylan, yeah. Uh, we'll can... go back into the void after this. <laughs> hey, well, Josh, why don't you give us your... Oh, never mind. I forgot Josh uh, is here. Dang. <laughs> uh, you can find us collectively at Take the Studios on all social media. Don't forget YouTube.com slash Take the Studios. Not only do we do the podcast, both of them, the wrestling podcast, and this one, the gaming podcast, but we do we do have charity uh, tournaments that we've done in the past. Uh, they're gaming video... of. Gaming eSport Charities for... Gaming eSport Tournaments for Charities. That was really hard to say. Uh, But thank you for making it this far. We'll see you after E3.
Thank you.